Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for listening to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, of course, we want to thank our sponsors that help us bring this to you for free each and every week. Thank you to Angelo's Pizza for providing us with food and delivering pizza so that you guys can have it and have that deliciousness at our live events. If you want to try out other things on their menu, head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. And thanks to Pollyanna DIY. They make some awesome custom uh, T-shirts, pins, all sorts of different items. They've got some great stuff up there right now. So check out Pollyanna DIY uh, online and on social media. Thanks to Smartmark Video, who records all of our live events. They do that so that you can watch it after the fact. You can purchase it on DVD or MP4. Check out SmartmarkVideo.com. And speaking of streaming and watching things back, make sure you subscribe to IndependentWrestling.tv. Use the code ABSOLUTE and get a free trial for 20 days. Check out all sorts of fantastic AIW shows from the archives, as well as plenty of other promotions as well. And with that, we begin this week's episode. Uh, We talk about our show held at Goldhorn Brewery, a brand new uh, venue that we utilized on the east side of Cleveland. It was back in May, Memorial Day weekend, Little Guido's Beer Bash. I guess the, the first point, obviously, as everybody knows, Little Guido, usually part of JLIT. JLIT usually Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we didn't do that this year, but we wanted to bring him in anyhow. Uh, on this week's episode, we'll be joined by Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham, uh, the Hello. mighty millennial Mikey Montgomery. It's all right. We'll give you a mic. Hello. The Duke had to hand him a mic, so the Duke is yeah. It's like it's this weird relationship where you know, even though he's he's a functioning adult, I still have to you know hand him the microphone. (laughs) You know, there'll be I'm not functioning yet. I'm still twelve. There'll be people. There'll be people with you know the mic will be passed around uh, at various points. Uh, Our newest referee Xavier Franklin is here. Uh, The bone collector Dominic Garini, Philly Collins may chime in, and of course Collins eating busy eating cheese corn. Come on, as always. (laughs) As always, AIW owner John Thorne, and my name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. So yeah, a huge roundtable, uh, a roundtable full of White Claw as we get into this week's episode. They are officially not a sponsor yet, They're Steve not Guy? a sponsor yet. We're working that. Brought right. to you unofficially by White Claw. Brought to you unofficially by White Claw. Uh, so as I, as I said already, uh, we basically booked this, Thorne, uh, kind of centered around Little Guido because he typically comes in for JLIT, which is over Memorial Day weekend. Right. And we weren't doing it this year, which we've already covered why, because of AEW running. And, uh, but the guys still had the date scheduled for us. Yeah, so, and then we were we, going to not have them. And we were approached by the Goldhorn Brewery, which I was kind of reserved on doing because of the address and worried people would be worried about traveling downtown or, or on the outskirts of downtown. What is yeah. That? Is that uptown, technically? Uh, Do they consider that part? Outskirts no, I think, works. It's, I think it's just, uh, yeah, just east side. East, east side, side of downtown, yeah. Outskirts of downtown. Because Little Guido was coming anyway. I think I think he, <laughs> he, I think he was going to show up regardless. Whether there was a show He was going to be at a bar at 10.30 in the morning drinking a Bud Heavy oh. no matter what was honest, That's all he really cared about is <laughs> yeah. that he was coming to Cleveland to go to a bar. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have no doubt. Which, sidebar, it surprised me that everyone was so concerned about the address of the Goldhorn, which literally probably like 20 blocks away from that is the Agora. So it's like it's not like there's not venues that people yeah, but also Dr. frequent. Dr. Dan, Dr. Dan. 
you got to get out of your bubble. Those 20 blocks, that's, uh, you know, that's some dicey stuff there, those 20 blocks. Within those 20 blocks, was there a Whole Foods? There was not a Whole Foods. There might have been. Exactly. There might have been. We didn't look. So so we're at uh, the Goldholder Brewery was nice. Uh, it's actually really nice, but, you know, you got to... It's huge. Yeah, so I mean, where we were, so you walk into this building to paint the picture for people, I guess, it's, similar, it's like a bar area. Well, it's similar to, like, the Odeon thing, right? Like, yeah. my thought is, is okay, let's do the show a little earlier, you know, in the day, and uh, let's put some cool attractions on there, and it'll get people to get down there and realize it's not that bad. It's not whatever they think, you know, because a lot of people have these preconceived notions about these areas. Yeah. They don't go actually out to see what they're like for themselves. Right. Um, you know, and we experienced kind of the same thing about the Odeon. But, like, the Odeon is in arguably the hottest area in the whole city, you know? Yeah. And, like, there's, it's very safe, and there's lots of things to do over there. Yeah. Um, it's funny because what a lot of people in Cleveland neglect to realize is that a lot of areas weren't so hot, but they had to essentially get popular, right? Yeah, like people every- had to start going there at some point. Like here right now, if you've ever been to Cleveland, Ohio City and Tremont are largely popular areas, and even still portions of those not so great. That you wouldn't just be walking around in late at night. Well, you're not gonna but- fi- you're not gonna find a perfect building. I mean, no. I don't think we've ever had a perfect. I mean, Mont Carmel was probably pretty close, but the Odeon is a great place to have shows but it has its problems logistically outside sure of of the shows the Goldhorn might have issues in its location or whatever but it's a giant building and it's got they had parking across the street so that wasn't an issue and you know i guess the food was pretty good from everybody said the beers were, were good and it was just a huge it was a huge area inside to have a show it's a great place to have a show right and you know like the the show space was decent size, not too big, you know, but like not too small though either. It, it like I think it fit for what we were trying to do at that place. And the locker room area was that's great. what I meant more awesome. than anything. The locker, yeah, we had like two, basically two areas yeah, almost biggest locker know. room area we've yeah. ever had. Yeah, little Guido did take up the majority. Oh, you need a microphone. Usually you have a microphone on this on the little podcast. Guido did take up the majority of that second locker room though, just sleeping. Well, we're gonna get to that. <laughs> hey, you can't jump. This is your first time doing this. You can't jump ahead, man. Come on. Now, one of the main attractions on the show, we'll get to the match later, uh, was was Joey Ryan. And as a lot of people know, this was the weekend of AEW, and he was at StarCast. There was some concern there because uh, well, we had uh, we already had an issue on the show a week previously with somebody not making it, as we talked about uh, last week or a couple weeks ago. And people suddenly were jumping all over Joey Ryan online. Uh, threatening, almost threatening I, him or not showing. I think people thought, just based on his association, that he was a shoe-in to be in that company. And yeah. He's not, you know, for whatever reason, he is not. And, uh, you know, he was available for this date, you know, because not too many other people in the country were running on May 25th. Yeah, and the well, no, but that's not what Steve Steve's saying, that they all thought he was going to cancel yeah. or not well, show Well, yeah, up. I understand and that's that. just because that's what people do. People aren't going to go, hey, Joey, I know you're going to be there, and I hope to have a, see you and have a, great, you know, have a great show with you. They all just assume the worst, yeah. and they put it on Twitter, and then if, if it doesn't happen, because then they can say, oh, see, I told you. I told you it wasn't going to show up. <laughs> well, then, like, two everybody days, wants two to days be a before, he immediately put out, like, a thing. He was like, I'm going to be at these three shows exactly, I booked yeah. this current weekend. Right. Yeah. And oh, probably he, because he felt like he had to. Oh, yes. well, yeah, and he messaged me because so many fans were... 
it wasn't even like don't show up to AEW. It was like I, I can't believe that you're not on AEW. You know, and like sure. And uh, he sent me a message. He's like, I assure you that uh, I'm gonna, no matter what happens, because uh, who who gets hurt? Yeah, they're right. So uh, it was it was Hangman. Hangman's and- match. Oh, Pac can't come. Well, Pac yeah, had Pac can't come. Or Pac whatever. can't come. That's right. Yeah. And uh, Pac, Pac can't come, so then they're looking for somebody to wrestle Hangman or whatever. And a lot of people assume... Like, yeah, a lot of speculation that it was going to be Joey. Right, and uh, he said, you know, he sent me a message. He said, you know, even if they ask me to do it, I'm coming to your show. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, so good on him. Well, how often do you get a chance to wrestle Dr. Dan? I mean, that's true. Not I mean, every day. Nobody's turning that down. And in, in fact... Uh, cut that out. <laughs> He he actually reached out to you to even be on the show in the first place, right? Uh, yeah, because you know he was he's one of those hustlers. He's looking to fill his calendar up, you know. And if they weren't going to book him, he was going to find somebody that would. And you know he, that thread that's on his Facebook page of like every current booking he has is crazy when you look at it at the beginning of the year because it's from January to like September or October every year. Yeah, I mean he goes out and he fills his calendar as soon as he can, and if he has an open date, well, that's that's what he wants to do. That's what's his quote-unquote choice or whatever that you know he wanted to be independent guys he's got to fill those dates. plus it's hard to and he's not gonna he's not gonna fill more dates if he's canceling on people he knows that once the graphic hit it's hard to deny the allure of little guido's beer bash you know well that's well little guido well, so joey ryan doesn't understand the allure of of little guido you don't think not, i don't, not I don't, I don't ohio so. not oh, man. all right i i beg to differ because little yeah. guido throughout the my morning with him which we'll get to in here in a second Explain to me that uh, Joey Ryan and Little Guido were were quite the pals at Arinka King in India. <laughs> what yeah. India? Oh, I, yeah, okay, yeah, all right. I Little Guido that. has the most random story. Yeah, well, that t- <laughs> it was like the TNA offshoot thing. They started right. that company in India. Joey Ryan, Little Guido, they were hanging in India, I guess. So wow, I learned that that morning, Ooh. amongst other things. You know, the other they got butt heavies in India. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure they got something. <laughs> I don't know. The other good reasoning for running the show on Memorial Day weekend is we traditionally we have been doing the student debut matches, and we did have a crop of students that we wanted to to debut, and it's like, well, where do you, where do you put them at that point? It's, they were ready. It's, it's not a want. They were ready to debut, Steve. Yes. Thank you, Dom. Because believe me, all John kids, Michael keeps forgetting that you need a microphone to speak. All these kids would want to debut as soon as possible, but... Usually, the much you the forgot average, the the Mrs. Garrett of the AW school is here. You're, you're going to get schooled right now. Come on. The average for most kids at this school is about a year before we debut them. How long? Well, we'll get to. I'll ask you we'll more. I'll get you more specific questions there later. But uh, I guess let's get into the the pre-show shenanigans Oof. themselves here, John Thorne, as you've already alluded to. Well, little I, Guido lands at what ten ten thirty. I I secure myself a designated driver because it is. Not that far from my house, but I knew what my day was going to have. And Potato? Kids, you shouldn't drink and drive. So uh, no, Not anymore. Yeah, not these days at least, right? <laughs> so Potato is at my house promptly at 9 a.m., which I, Potato, infamous for making plans and then bailing on them the morning of. No. So I was saying David Potato was not reliable? So I was fully intending on him, him bailing, but sure enough, he showed up in his dad van and... Uh, you know, it, he picked me up, and I packed up all my stuff that I needed for the day, and I was going to try to get a podcast. does not happen. I do, however, get quite a bit of video content that will be on the Patreon eventually of uh, 
our morning with Guido, which is quite the morning. Now, is it difficult to find a bar that's open at ten o'clock or ten thirty in the morning? Or uh, well, he land. I think he lands around ten thirty, right? So we go to pick him up, and I'm like, eh, you know, it'll be about eleven by the time he makes his way. He texts me, land landed, but don't worry. I'm just I, I found a bar in the airport, so take your time. <laughs> so um, I I swear he get, he airport. got off the he he got off the, the plane best. and just he just went to the bar. The I tell you what, those Bud Lights aren't three dollars at the airport. Not at the airport, huh? No, <laughs> they're White Claw prices at the airport. Yeah. So he was uh, he was like, take your time. I found a bar inside the airport. So I text uh, my buddy Chris Sanka, Nick Sanka's brother, and uh, his girlfriend owns the ice house in brooklyn so i go what time's the ice house open and he's all he says i think he says 10 30 or, or 10 30 or 11 every day those places open early because they're around like the ford plant and stuff yeah yeah the third shift blue gets collar, off yeah blue collar stuff yeah so uh i go okay well i know it's open uh, i know it's cheap and they're gonna it's gonna be right right up guido's alley so we go get them we pick them up and uh, he's like, all right, John, which bar are we going to? <laughs> I already had a couple on the plane. <laughs> oh, oh, here's another thing that he says. A couple on the plane. Here's another thing that he says. He goes, now most people would be upset about this. New York to Cleveland, short flight. Well, there was no directs. <clears throat> so he had to go to New York to Chicago. Chicago to Cleveland. And he's like, man, Thanks. Thanks for flying me to Chicago first. He's like, Chicago airport, the only airport where the bars open at 5 a.m. inside the airport. And I was like, <laughs> he's like, little fact, if you're ever in Chicago, he's like, those, the bars in that airport open at 5 a.m. So he's like, I was good to go. I was happy. <laughs> and I was like, this is like such an inconvenience to fly out of the way, right? But he, he's loving it because he's flying to a bar that's open. Uh, so oh then my God. we go to the ice house. There's nothing I don't love about Guido. <laughs> yeah. He's a living legend in Duke's mind. We, we, go, <laughs> we, go to the, we go to the ice house, and uh, we, you know, he's like, ah, first round's on me. Buys one for our designated driver, David the Potato. I go, Guido, this is our designated driver. He goes, yeah, it's okay. He's allowed to have one an hour then. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. That math That's, makes sense to me. Yeah. So uh, based upon your weight, I think is how that's supposed to go. Well, then yeah. potato maybe one every two hours. Yeah. So so then uh, potato gets uh, gets his one one an hour. We're we're drinking beers. He's telling me some great stories about how one of the first indies he ever wrestled on was in the flats with the junkyard dog, and uh, some random indie running in in Cleveland, Ohio. Really? Yeah. I, I got some video footage of him that I'll have to go back. The only person I remember is he said the Iron Sheik was on it and Junkyard Dog, and there was a bunch of other names. JT that he wasn't involved at all. No, this is it's like early, early nineties. I think he says like ninety two, ninety three, maybe. Wow. wow. Uh, but it was like he said it was back to back nights in the flats, and he said something like Junkyard Dog went off into the flats and. Never he, came back. He never okay. came back for the next. <laughs> he never came back for the other show the next day. That sounds right. Was that the heyday of the the flats too? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Oh, the early nineties. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Which, ironically, if you're a junkyard dog and you are coming to Cleveland during that time frame, and even well, junkyard 80s, dog has a little bit of a reputation. Like but like the they they weren't usually staying in downtown Cleveland because at the time you're going to Richfield Coliseum. 
No, this is an indie show. No, I know, but you well, know but in like, downtown but Cleveland, I mean, there probably wasn't a lot of options back then either. But I mean, when he's with WWF, it's not like he was going into. No, the they were going to Coliseum and staying at to, the Holiday Inn right next to the. Yeah, you're staying yeah. way down there. Yeah. So like, you get to an indie show and you're in the flats. That's a whole new experience for those guys. It's not, you know, not like when we talk to the Godfather. It's was like it outside somewhere? Or was it at a? I don't know. At a joint. I don't. Yeah. I think it was inside at a at a building down there somewhere. Yeah. But anyway, you know, we have some beers. We start playing some Kino. We hit on Kino. Nice. So, th- so then... Uh, he does more beers. Kino. Yeah. So <laughs> then so then uh, Guido says, well, no, now, now we're drinking on our Kino money, you know, and... Uh, he divvies it. He splits it three ways. But then you Look know, that. there's a there's a pot for the for the keno for the drinks. By the way, he's the only person I've ever seen play keno at the Knacks after parties. Oh yeah, he loves it. He loves yeah. keno. I mean, Italian guy from New York. He loves playing numbers. Yeah, <laughs> probably running them. Probably knows what's going to hit. That's yeah. why he's playing them. Yeah, that's true. So then we drink there for a little bit, and then I go, uh, let's let's start making our way closer to the Gold Horn. So then I take him to the Harbor Inn, Cleveland's oldest bar, which is a total shithole. And uh, Got fireworks going off. Sorry, folks. He, uh, he, we're walking in. and He goes, "Oh man, this place smells like shit. I love it." He goes, <laughs> "He goes, this is got to be a great place. I know it." <laughs> and uh, you know, anybody that's been from Cleveland that's been in the Harbor Inn, you know, we don't need to dis- you, oldest bar in Cleveland. There's actually the- never been there. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gotta oh. go there. Is that the one on the uh, 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 right by the- Shooters? Just before, like yeah, where, yeah. when you go around, before you go around the bend, yeah, where the diamonds kind of like coming that. down that hill. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Two shooters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. you're thinking of the flat iron. I am. Yeah, you're, th- yeah, you're thinking yeah. of flat iron. No, no. This is like on this. Yeah. Same street as you're the by where McCarthy's is. Yep. Right, right across, across okay. McCarthy's. Okay. Yep. So we go in there, and they have all sorts of. Uh, like shitty games so guido sees a bowling machine so uh he makes us do the bowling with machine. the little yeah the little bar bowling fun fact i had one of those in my house when i was where the pins flip back yeah. yeah love that we play that for a little bit uh have some more beers we play a south park pinball machine for nice. a while great pinball machine uh and then never seen the an key. episode of south park in my life you should do that it's good uh, and then uh, you know See the movie. It's at this point. It's probably one thirty in the afternoon, so it's been a couple hours. And I say, how many beers in are we at this point? Ooh. Do you think? Have you lost? Well, count? You have no idea. Are you, how many are beers you pacing either? yourself with Guido, or are you, have you given up on that? Um, I I I don't try to go beer for beer with him because he's just smoking them. You know, like he's been going since. So I would do that, and that's part of my problem. Oh, yeah. My my drinking problem, quote unquote, is that I would totally try to keep up on them. I was saying and, steady yeah. with them, but I was not going beer for beer with them. Yeah, uh, because I knew that I had a I had a show to do. So I was like, okay, it's like one thirty, two o'clock. Maybe we should go check out the venue. And he's like, well, if you if you just want us to drop you off, I'll go walk around and find another bar. And I was like, it's in a bar. Yeah, I was like, it's in a bar. He's like, yeah, but you know, I don't know about those beers. You know, like I agree with that. They are statement. craft beers. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so anyway, he wants to do he wants to do a little drive through the flats so he can see it for the first time since 1992 with Junkyard Dog. We do that, and then we go to the Goldhorn, and we start getting the show together. And little Guido promptly passes out <laughs> in, the, in the locker room for now, hours. Passes out or takes a nap? I'll say he was resting his eyes. R- yeah, yeah. say rests his eyes. Okay, for a few hours. Yeah, All for right. a few hours. Yeah, and uh, then you know, little Guido is is. He's safe, and it's time to start. Like I start trying to sober myself up so I can figure out what's going on with this show that needs to happen in a few hours. He uh, now let me ask you this: You guys are going around in uh, Potatoes' dad van. 
Are you and Guido both in the back or somebody sitting shotgun? Is he like Ubering you guys around? Uh, no, he insists that I sit shotgun. Because um, that's like a weird thing. Like you're supposed to let the veteran wrestler sit shotgun. Sure, but uh, he's like, oh no 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 no. I, I, I want to sit in the back. How many car seats are in Potatoes Dad Van? Zero. <laughs> Oof. Maybe maybe just not at that point. Right? Maybe, maybe I'll get him back soon. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, cut that. Out. Oh, no, we're leaving, no, that, we're leaving that in. No oh, no man. no edits. Oh man. That's why I asked the question. Come on, Steve Guy, what are you new at this? So everybody starts showing up to the, the show. Well, the funny thing is Duke talks about how big that locker room area is, and it's it's massive. What they try to do in this area where we have set up our locker room is basically like a huge event center. Uh, they try to do like weddings and stuff in there. Have like when the we nice walk lights. in to the event center, they it's like for like you said like corporate like meetings and stuff like that, and like yeah. family gatherings, the amount of the, the amount of tables and cornhole boards and foosball tables we had to move when we get in See, the so building. That's, that's I walked in, in the main entrance. It took me five minutes to get to the locker room. I'm like, where am I going? I went through like a, a yeah. banquet you area. Go I went through like the merchandise the area yep. and everything else. Goes, they and then like an there was just like setup. there was like strategically placed couches all throughout like, there was like all kinds of furniture back there for everybody yeah, to relax yeah. so on so you were, were you're talking about where you guys moved stuff you moved all that stuff into, into the, the locker room, room area. and we still had the most because room that was ever the, had that was the main room where the show was was the stuff that you moved everything out from so to give people an idea because when people showed up to the show obviously it's just this huge open area but like we said there's couches there's cornhole boards there's huge long there was a piano i think back there yeah, there, was, there were like yeah. custom wood tables that they had made well, if i'm not if i'm not mistaken philly collins walks in and he's like all right time to move all this stuff and he just starts literally grabbing students like move this foosball table now he just starts like so philly collins, philly collins dropped a vet card on everybody right away like that <laughs> philly get over handled. here man let's, wow. let's, let's hear about this he was was he the ring crew because I, 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 I wasn't i wasn't there to Break it down. Let's hear. Let's hear how you made all these decisions, Philly Collins. Well, I just wanted things to get done. You know, I we had a show to put on, so I wanted things to be set up and ready to rock and roll when everybody got there. So that's what I did. Were I they ready grabbed... to rock and or roll? Yes. All right. Yes, good. sir. You everybody... working on that uh, gear enough for that management role, huh? Yes, I'm uh, trying to move up in the ladder. Uh, corporate <laughs> PME is coming. Uh-oh. <laughs> Those are not good times yeah. or good vibes. No, corporate. It's, uh, trust it's me. It's all about the uh, greenery. <laughs> the greenery. <laughs> Smells like it's been about that greenery yeah, already. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Those aren't just palm trees on his shirt, ladies and gentlemen. Goes, that was probably one, like, I don't know if it was because. He just, wa- he just literally walked away. Yeah. <laughs> he's done talking. He would have dropped the mic if he was by himself. Yeah, he's done. I don't know if it was the new crop of students debuting or what was it, but that was one of the most efficient ring crews of all time because that room from, like, you know, like, so many of those like cornhole boards and foosball tables and like tables and couches to getting that room cleared and the ring getting put up was possibly an hour and ten minutes. It was the oh. most. Well, the kids were on the best behavior. Yeah, y- you know, you know what's not efficient though. What? The first training class after a, de- a debuting new class. <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> oh, not. Here that is. Uh, that is, there's lots of vacancies available. <laughs> many vacancies. Oh, I, I was going to say the day of our debut, like we were trying to set up everything as quickly as possible just so we could like get the feel of like how everything was for our match so i was on my best behavior trying to get everything set up that day well it's it's good that you guys get a feel for for how the match would go because you know after it's a lot like in jujitsu when someone gets a belt promotion they go from like a white belt to a blue belt or like a blue belt to a purple belt we call it the anti-jujitsu because they get promoted and they just stop showing up that is Every pro wrestling debut, it's like, yo, we did all the work. It's over. Dominic, what's next? NXT can't come every week. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, uh, 
I, I, I looked at them and I said, hey, you, you guys are going to do the exact same thing that we did after we debuted. Go put the ring away. Have a good night, guys. You can't You can't uh, have Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano show up. No, you time. can't. You can't. I mean, it well, would be nice. Well, maybe you should work every week like, you know, you should be getting to NXT. Hey. Sam? I'm still there at least one time a week. Yeah, I don't know. Some pe- at least one time a week. He's a good boy. And, you know, in fairness, some people don't show up to training. They still made it to NXT. Oh. <laughs> Mic drop. Fire. Hot fire. I'm sure everyone's seen that let's, episode by now. Let's move on. <laughs> so... As, as, we're in this. We're in the train. We're in the. It solves all room. your problems, Dominic. More white claws. The locker room area. My favorite thing is there are definitely lights above and light switches. But Guido's passed out and sleeping for <laughs> we hours. Turn them and all everybody's off. like, nobody turn the lights on. <laughs> nobody turn them. On. It's like, like everybody's going over stuff, and it's all kind of like a whisper because little Guido's just sleeping and passed out on a couch. I love People it. don't understand the reverence that he has when he comes. <laughs> yeah, the best is like, like I'm t- honest to God, when I don't, when I know he's coming in for a show, I can't relax until I see the Twitter picture of him with a beer in his hand. As soon as the beer and the, it's still AM on it, the clock, it doesn't even. Well, yeah, I mean, hopefully, <laughs> but when the timeline on my timeline, when I see the little Guido with the butt heavy picture, I, I literally at my desk at work, I'll just be like, oh, okay, we're good. We're, no matter what else happens, we're good. So at one point, even Tracy is there at this point, right? Tracy Smothers, and he's talking. Obviously, he's not a quiet guy, and he's like, "Ah, oh, where is he? Where is he? where Guido? I don't talk to Guido." And he pops his head over, sees he's sleeping, and I just see him turn around, and go, "Oh, he's sleeping right now." <laughs> there's and there's <laughs> not even like a real wall. It's like a giant warehouse room, and there's a giant like partition of only pipe and drape, so there's no like sound deadening or anything. So you can yeah. everyone is super quiet the entire afternoon, making sure that Guido is sleeping. He's <laughs> dreaming about Kino. It probably well, is, is picking his next n- set of numbers. I want the money. The money's mine. Little Vegas, va- Vegas vacation <laughs> quote from Dominic Carini right here. Dominic just went all Sid Caesar on me, and I'm a little, I'm a little You're scared. You're the only other person in the I'm name. a little scared right now. <laughs> Dan left. I'm a little frightened. <laughs> don't Sid don't look, t- take that white claw away from that guy. <laughs> <laughs> from which one, Dom or Dan? All of them. All of them. <laughs> It'd be a grown ass man to handle your white claws. It's only, it was only, it's only. Six I did. You scared me a little bit, here. but I did enjoy it. That was good. I like that a lot. Uh, so I guess let's get into the card itself. Uh, oh wait, there was point. a show. Yeah, right, yeah okay. it turns out there was a show this day. I don't remember it. And uh, it, it leads off with uh, the money's all mine, Dominic Garini, and Tiger Style Lee Moriarty. And this is a this is a guy. Correct me if I'm wrong, but. Uh, you're partially responsible for him coming into AIW now? Uh, less responsible for him coming into AIW as much as it's Lee himself. Uh, I know Lee had worked Derek a lot in the Pennsylvania areas, and Derek was very complimentary of his skills. Uh, Lee, to his credit, put the money down and came to the Ultimate Dragon Seminar uh, more than a lot of our own students did. Um, Ult- Trey Lamar. <clears throat> yep, Trey Lamar. Uh, and Ultimate was very impressed with Lee which led to Thorne being very impressed with Lee, and, and Lee, truthfully, was one of the reasons why we wanted to put the tryout on. We thought it would be a good opportunity for Lee to showcase his skills. Lee did a great job of the tryout, and uh, here we are, you know. Keeps getting booked, man. Keeps getting booked, keeps getting better. Lee's a, Lee's a great wrestler, and I think he's really showing his style off to a lot of um, promotions in the area and a lot of uh, outside eyes that he wouldn't have gotten before this tryout process. Was that the first singles match that you guys ever had anywhere? Mm-hmm. 
funny story before i mean because uh, i'm sure i'll forget about it when we do the g-lit episode lee moriarty didn't know that like when you're booked for two days like the promoter is responsible for finding some sort of accommodation just booked his own hotel room <laughs> get out Perfect. for him <laughs> what a guy uh, no but you know lee's lee's a great talent and i think uh he's a nice addition to the roster um, he, he has a great variety of styles and, you know, the entire Taiga style idea is, is really good. And, uh, I, I had a lot of fun, you know, wrestling Lee on that show. And humble, easy to get along with guy. hundred percent. Uh, you know, great addition just to even to the locker room. In Taught me how to do the around the world. Love that guy. Yeah. I think, yeah, he's, I think yeah. he's, I think he's probably one of the better additions this year to the roster that we've had thus far. Uh, so from there we go young studs, uh, against the weird world. How do you not? I mean, how are you gonna have a beer show without booking the young studs in the weird world? I guess so they fit right in, right? Eric Ryan said it best when he said, "Looked at Bobby Beverly about a week before the show, and he said, just our turn, man. It's our turn. <laughs> it's our turn.' <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> I would I agree that's all that. that really needs to be said I about that. I would agree with that statement. Moving on to the next next match. <laughs> oh, next match. Next match. Are we gonna are we gonna just glaze over the fact that after this match? You're like John Michael. Jeez, are we going to glaze with the fact after this match, I think Worldwide slept in the locker room for no less than four hours? I did not he know slept, this. Like, he but asked where the U-Haul was. So I don't, think he, I, I don't think he was coming down from a from a Budweiser. Uh, it was horrible fest weekend. Drinking. It was horrible fest weekend. Uh, horrible Some ropes. Weekend. <laughs> Nothing was, stressed me out. Had a more. ropes course earlier in the day? He was tired? Yeah. Nothing stressed me out more than when I'm de- like gearing up for my debut match, like sweating, like having an anxiety attack, and then worldwide just across from me, just snoring. It's, yeah, it's, it's just snoozing. <laughs> full that's, on what a, that's what a vet does, man. <laughs> Russell's second, and then he slept yeah. until like, tear down. Classically, like usually the how the weekend goes is worldwide. Like when Jaylet was Memorial Day weekend, he would like piggyback it with like a, the now that's class hot tub party weekend. Oh, so yeah. it was he would literally write down an entire weekend of an itinerary. And this weekend there was like one wrestling show. So he it was, you know, all you know, he didn't even care anymore. He was like, I'm just going to show up at the show and go back to the hot tub. He, he was uh, napping instead. Uh, also made a point after that weekend to again say to me that we should get a sponsor and he thinks for a hundred dollars we can have a hot tub at wrestle rager and we God, could probably sell those tickets yeah, for fifty dollars would be is it like the arizona diamondback stadium where you can pay like this a hundred dollars to sit yeah but with way more syphilis yeah way more syphilis yep <laughs> it's just like that dr dan he keeps like texting me about this hot tub idea and i said this is not a good idea no <laughs> Uh, so the next match, I don't know if this is in order with how things went. I think it, it should is be. Correct. Well, what is it? Because but I, uh, the next one is uh, Big Twan. Oh yeah! Oh, absolutely! Instant, instant classic. <laughs> instant classic. Where, John's on. Where does where does this rank in terms of matches you booked and how much? It actually met your expectations. Oh, this exceeded all expectations. Oh, not in, uh, I think I think people had no expectations beyond the graphic. You know, like the match graphic that went up. I think that was everyone's expectation was this is going to be the best part of this match. How about the promos leading up to this match? They were ridiculous. Whether they were on the the DVD, if you check it out, Smart Call, Faye calling out his uh, Faye calling out his, his, his girlfriend. shoot shoot girlfriend. Yeah. Saying, she's just here for a threesome. She said it. Not only now, did she now, say it on the DVD, she said it on Twitter. Do we have any confirmation that it actually happened? Uh, I don't know. Negative. Mm, okay. Zero. Yeah. But 
they did it. She put this out on Twitter. She put it on the DVD. <laughs> Philly Collins would have done it. Philly Collins, they stay woke back there. I mean, there there is one photo going around, of course. Uh, Big Chuan Tucker definitely woke during this. By this. MP4 or DVD or whatever. Just for this, you this, you have to see this. Oh, th- this match well worth the fifteen dollars on Smartmark video for that VOD, that MP4. MP4 is like eleven ninety nine, bro. Yeah, whatever you want. Uh, just everything about this match exceeds every expectation anybody had. This has been a running joke uh, between Faye and me for the last year. She would see me on any show I did, and she and say, me too. She would always yep. she would send me random messages. Was, when are you gonna book was, me against Twan? I exactly. said never. And Never, would, and she would see me at a show, and she'd go, "Oh, she'd go, Dom, when, when, you, when are you and Thor gonna book me against against Twan?" I said, uh, "I said I got I got to keep on prying at John before before he books it." And it almost happened a couple times, right? Like you guys were even like discussing it um, at some points. No, I don't think so. No, <laughs> I do remember when Faye got her leather gear. She told me, "Oh, Dom, I got my leather gear. You gotta let Twan know that when we wrestle. I'll wear it." And I told Twan, and I remember his reaction was, "Oh man, I'm gonna have to wear some tight of gear that day." <laughs> it's no. one of those things that makes wrestling awesome. The, the makes the actual, you know, art of wrestling awesome when you can take two things, in this case people, but two, you know, two people, put them on a match card and have everybody go, "Huh." And then they go out there and they absolutely tore the fucking house down. It was it, incredible. It was unreal how amazing this is. And if you're listening to this show... And it's just the magic of wrestling. If you're I mean, listening to the card is going to change for the first time right now because you just discovered NX Twan, this is a match to go out and watch. Absolutely. I mean, speaking of distractions on your debut day, uh, Mikey Montgomery, I remember sitting at my little table with the bell and I turn around the curtains behind me and your head is poking out because this was must-see for you. Yeah, actually, I got to see the end of this match. I got to see when he got twerked on in the in the crowd, and I got to see the spear. <laughs> That's the only thing I saw. And like, there's like a little stupid face that I made like through the curtain that I've been using as my Tinder profile picture, and it's actually getting. Okay, um, you're done now. Tinder <laughs> you're done. Tinder? Nah, you're officially done now. Did you just try to put yourself over on Tinder on the? Yes, podcast? he did. Yes, he did. He did. But wow. I, I made sure that when because I didn't know what was going to happen, I had no idea. But I made sure that. I was on the at the commentary table for this one because I wanted to see this and I wanted to call it. It, it just it, whatever expectation I had, I didn't even know I had because it exceeded them by. I'm so glad. a thousand percent. I mean, I was just laughing my ass off the entire time. I'm so glad that I, you know, you try to keep it was face, it was it was how? executed perfectly. And I told Faye that afterwards. I went in the back and you know I was just like that was amazing. Consummate, it was the best match I've ever seen her have. Consummate professional, without the consummation on this day. Thank goodness. The next one we roll into, Matthew Justice, Wes Barkley. Ooh, fresh, fresh off the heels of uh, jumping off a balcony. Matthew Justice taking on Joshua Bishop's uh, Does this match go outside at all? Manager. Did not go outside. Matt went out of the venue space, but he did not go outside of the building. No, he could have, though. The garage. They did finally put the garage door up, and it got markedly Oh, one thing there. that I just remembered about, speaking of going outside, something happens at the end of, like, uh, I think Faye kisses Twan, and Twan literally, literally ran out of the building in a couple blocks. Yeah, like he just started running. I don't know where he was going. Well, she kissed him. She kissed him, and he fell he back into the corner. Yeah, he fainted. He, had to, he, he fainted, and then assistance. I think when he came to, he didn't know what to do. So he and just, he just had to get out of there. Yeah, he just yeah. ran. 
Yeah, thank God they put the garage door up, or there would have been a Twan silhouette in the door as he was running out of it. <laughs> Old Bugs Bunny action. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this, uh, Wes Barkley starts this match through the crowd, attacks yeah. Matt Justice with a chair. Which you never do and then with Matt Justice. You don't use chairs idea. and go in the crowd. They just you, don't, go, you don't introduce your own no, demise no, you do not. in the beginning. It's yeah. just They go all over the place. Kegs get involved. Goldhorn kegs. Oh, Product Matt Justice all about the sponsors on this day. Yeah, hey, put, plug for Angelo's in there. Plug for Angelo's, yeah. plug for Goldhorn with the beer. Goes down smooth, he said. He he bowls the keg into... Bowls the keg, yeah. And then the big ending the is drop. the... Uh, the concerto with the kegs. The mo- he does the monkey barring across the... Rafters. The rafters into the, the big Devon Dudley uh, ECW leg drop. Didn't he used to do that? No, cr- uh, Perry Saturn did that out of the scaffold, I think. I, seem to remember, I thought I remember Devon doing that on a show no, once. Uh, no, but I'm talking about Sat- or no, Saturn did an elbow drop with a broken leg out of a scaffold. Yeah, this this was the elbow drop from the uh, the rafters, and uh, that's another good one. It was what a what? first half of the show sounds amazing, Steve guy. It, it was. Where's Wes Barkley do the hard? We're not sell? even intermission. Got to do the hard sell. We're not even at intermission yet. Yeah, intermission. Then one of a. Uh, oh, now we are. Or yeah, or. No, <laughs> no, no, no. One more match. We got oh, one, more match. one more match. Oh. Uh, the newest uh, group, I guess, stable of AIW, 40 Acres, makes their appearance, talking some trash. PB Smooth, AJ Gray, Trey Lamar, and out comes PME. But they need a third guy. Who'd you recruit, Philly Collins? The spider, Nate Webb, baby. Is there only one answer when you have a show at a beer brewery? Only one answer of guy that you should have is your third person? Other than uh, Nunzio, but I couldn't think of anybody better. He was already booked, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. But I couldn't think of anybody else other than spider Nate Webb. Did you uh, feel the good vibes from his intro song? Oh, of course. I'm glad, I got, I'm glad out. I got two. That, the, because <laughs> yeah. that's all I got. I'm glad I got two entrances that night, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, did you go, <laughs> did you go out in the crowd with him during that? No. No? Uh, and I forgot. You forgot to go. Out there. I forgot to go out of the crowd. I never get. I, I never get to. So I just don't. <laughs> Make this count, Philly. Come on. But uh, yeah, you guys had a little fun exchange going on. I don't think. Did you come out on the winning end here? No, we didn't. Uh, Forty acres got up on us on Nate Webb. Those are some angry dudes. Yes, I don't know why they're so angry, man. We're all chill. I'm one of you guys. It's all. It's all cool, guys. Like, no worries. How did How did that work backstage? You call out Nate Webb. Yeah. Well, Nate Webb join you, and he ends up. Costing you guys the match. I, I love Nate Webb, man. Okay, I'm, I just I, I ain't mad. You just at let Nate it roll Webb. off your oh, yeah. your luxurious locks. Oh yeah, of course. Okay, all right. Ain't nothing. The they're just mad. Good. I don't know why they're all mad. We were trying to make them feel the good times and good vibes. I don't know why they're all angry. And you just gave Nate Webb a big hug. Oh yeah. Afterwards, like, hey man, no worries. Nate, grab the and that and grab that beer. At any point during the match, did you tell Trey to go to training? No, but I made sure he knew to go to training. Okay. <laughs> Give him a couple of hard, stiff chops, huh? Yeah. Oh, good. A little bit. <laughs> I love, <laughs> love Trey. Man of many words. Hey, I'm, I'm a f- I got a few syllables. <laughs> They're all kind of pushed together, but it's, still, it's yeah. all right. Then <laughs> we go to intermission. Roll it back out from intermission. Uh, a crew of a lot of, well, a, a mix, I guess. Newer guys. Plus some established guys who don't work necessarily uh, as their as singles that often. We go Manders, uh, Cabana Man Dan, CPA, Logan Easton LaRoe, uh, Dan Housen, and TKD all in one ring. 
It's a lot of people with it's a lot a of random styles. collection of uh, a patented yeah. six-way scramble. Yeah, that's that's a great explanation, Doctor Dan. Right there, <laughs> it's a stew, man. Just throw it all in there, and see what happens. And that's exactly what what we saw happen was, well, Manders just throwing people around. Flip flop chop. Flip flop chop. Are we going to forget about the potato getting flip flop chopped by Cabana Man Dan in this match? I did forget. I about did forget it. as well. Go Thank ahead, you for Tom. reminding me. Greatest moment of. <laughs> crowning achievement of life right there. Was, was, I, I don't know if the crowd was ever louder ever at an AIW show rather than a potato getting flip-flop chopped. Do you think they liked that more than him being DVD'd through a table? Yes. Yeah, yeah the flip-flop chop is brutal. I would rather have seen him get belted by the 666 guys, but no, no, I'll, no, ta- I'll no, take the flip-flop chop. I have, I have taken belts and I have taken the flip-flop. The flip-flop is the fucking worst pain in the world. Coming home from a show with Trey Lamar where he wrestled Cabana Man Dan in a singles... Trey complained about his chest the entire way home. That's Trey. Trey complains about a lot of things. But it was the, the fact that he just constantly was like, dude, this hurts so bad. It crushed him. But it all matters. When you are a Cabana Man Dan, it matters if he's got his working flops or his, or his, his, shoot, norm, flops. Or his shoot flops. Because I, I took it with the with shoot flops once and he came to the back and he said, oh, Dom, I'm sorry. I didn't have my working flops with me tonight. I had my shoot flops. What, what's the difference? I guess the shoot flops are our. Well, that's why I expose the man's yeah, secrets. Yeah, we can't expose Commander Man Dan's secrets. This is this is the man's gimmick. That's Steve. very confusing to me, though. That there's different I mean, types I, of. Yeah. Off, off air, I can I can just I can explain to all you guys, but guys, I want to. This is an AEW. We can't uh, explain all of our. We can't gimmicks. explain the gimmicks here. Whew. I'll just wow. get Chris no Chris no no yeah, yeah, yeah. on the phone yeah. right now. Enjoy TNA. Put an interview here. <laughs> wow. All right. Shoot flops. I don't know much more to say after that breakdown of flops right there. Uh, so then we go to the intense title match. Again, coming off of uh, going off a balcony through tables, Josh Bishop defending his intense title uh, against like Zach Thomas. That was like a month before that. Week. Week. One week later. All right. Well, week, month, whatever. <laughs> One week later, the guy has a bruise that looks like the state of Illinois or Indiana on his hip. And then he's getting suplexed. Want a little the uh, insider insider knowledge here? Yeah, Joshua Bishop, a little scared to go home after that video made its way around. His mother came to the show to confront him about it. We, yeah, we ran into her. and oh, his sister. Show? Yes, show? yeah. They his mother and his brewery. sister showed up. Oh, that's. I, uh, I was walking around during intermission. And John Thorne pulled me aside. Dad showed up at jail to confront me, which is a whole other story. <laughs> oh, John Thorne pulled me aside and said, Hey, this is Josh Bishop's mother. I go, Oh, yeah, that's right. Nice to meet you. She was scolding me. Yeah. I was <laughs> trying to get somebody else <laughs> involved. <laughs> and you go, She says Josh hasn't been home. I'm like, I don't want any part of this. <laughs> she knows that it's Josh well, Bishop's decision to do all this it stuff. It wasn't my it, turn to watch him. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a he's a grown ass man. In his defense, Barely. I will say that grown ass man would, legally, he's a grown ass man. Don't he's still mentally not, maybe not. I don't don't know. even pay for his own cell phone bill. In, in which his, I later learned from uh, his mother. In his defense, I know that he was home the Put Thursday. Put your glasses back on. I can't look at you like this. He was home the Thursday prior Logging to up, it's hot out here. prior <laughs> to the the show. But he went home late, and because of his shoot job, he left really early in the morning, so he didn't even see his parents. No, he hadn't gone home. He did. He went home that Thursday night. Oh, that day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he left before they. But he left before they woke yeah. up, so they still. Yeah, there was a hot rumor. He was, he was like missing in action. Missing in action for, for like, a few days. Like, yeah, not even a few. He hadn't been home. What's she saying? Like a, mo- a month. A month, but specifically after that. Yeah, specifically. Okay, not well, been after home at all. a couple of days, if it's been a month, it's not your fault. I mean, <laughs> clearly he's making some terrible decisions. 
So, well, at least you kind of beat the hell out of each other. It's a good one. Not to over start to overshadow the match. But yeah, lax yeah. rules, but they just go to town on no, each other. It was good at doors and and uh, uh, guardrails and chairs and all kinds of Zach stuff. Zach Thomas continues to uh, yeah. be a heavy-handed hitter. Yeah. Yeah. So we go into the next match. It's the production. We already saw Dan Housen uh, at one point this evening. So this is Derek Director and Eddie Only. Uh, taking on the FBI, little Guido and Tracy Smothers, and Tracy brought his was it his son and his daughter? Brought a bunch there? of people with him. <laughs> Yo, Brother, I don't know. Man. We've seen the daughter, but I don't think we've ever seen the other. Was I that his son? I don't think his the whole crew. I think it was his son. Well, Jesse Bell, she's been around. for Yeah, for I don't a long think his time, son uh, wrestles, but I think he. Was I don't just, know. If the, I don't think that was his son. I don't. Know I thought who it was the, his son. I, I thought he did a promo and said it was his son. I'm maybe. sure he said it was his son. I don't know. Yeah. You think it was like? I don't uh, know if it was a shoot, shoot son or a working son. <laughs> it was. I think it was like Harley's son. Yeah. What kind of what flops Tracy, did he have on? I don't know what kind of flops. Tracy he had. walking around with a stick straight from the woods because he got from quote, KTB. Did he get it from KTB? Yeah. yeah. It was like literally like a fucking like something you would see in like a medieval movie. It's like a like, video game. You like walk a around and you go to KTB and he says, "Here, take this. You may need yeah. this." You may need this on your journey. Yeah. <laughs> Level three. Yeah. <laughs> I said, Tracy, what happened? So ah, didn't have the lights on. I slipped in some dog piss. Uh, that's anyone anyone has done that knows the only cure for that is a stick. Absolutely. You're not going with a doctor. No. And like in the back, he's like walking around with it, and then like he gets in the ring, nothing like nothing ever happened. Oh no, he just dude, he, Tracy just game face on, popping yeah. those teeth in and out like crazy before the and show. The, the promo for the DVD. And that's why I was gonna he get literally talked all that take my teeth out. Hold on. Takes his teeth out, sets them down on the bar. Now the promo uh again, buy the DVD. It's worth it just for the promo that we Filmed before the show even started with little Guido just chugging, slamming beers. I think everybody in the back locker room was involved in that promo. Guido's a madman. Oh, Guido woke up. He was ready. He was yeah. He woke up and he immediately. It was a new day. He's like, I got to get some beers in me. You know, that's which what you got to get beers in you. You got to film a promo. You only have so much time. You're doing both at the same time. Yeah. Right. Constant so, professional. A fun little thing here. Tracy tries to dance a little bit. Get that going. And, uh, you know, such as Jesse Bell does like a drop kick and just takes a Chris Hamrick bump. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that happened. Some things happened there. I did not see that, but yep. I will look forward to that. Yep, I did. Just uh, make sure you look at Derek and, and Eddie's face after <laughs> it happens. That's the, that's the money shot right there. And, and then uh, from there, we go into... Steve, that's not a money shot. <laughs> yeah, I... Okay. I mean... Is that All the right. technical term Come of on. the money shot? All right. Easy. All right. All right. That's what make Thorne work harder when he edits this. <laughs> My God. So we go into, don't, you, where are you going right now, Mikey Montgomery? Look, oh, you look like you're about to get up. I thought I, you were leaving. I, I was going to grab the microphone from one of these fine gentlemen at the table. Okay, good. Because we've co- we've finally come to your moment in the sun, even though we're finally in the shade here sitting outside. Xavier Franklin, you are here too. You guys officially debut for AIW. Xavier, you were part of the gauntlet, but this is the first time you actually are in like a, a match, match, not guys just throwing it over each other over the top rope. So, yes, it is indeed. Mike, I'll let you even introduce this. Who's in this with you? Um, Eric Taylor, myself, Mikey Montgomery, uh, Fat AF, Chuck Stone, and the strong man, Arthur MacArthur. And you guys have been training, <coughs> oh, bless you. You guys have been training for how long now? At least a year for each, each one of us. Do you know who, who came first? Me. You were the original. I was the OG. So, you were like kind of training and you were, you were like, hey, I need some guys to come along so I can debut. 
Oh, white now claw we're dropping down. white claws. The, Come on, the, guys. the OG who probably also missed more practices than anyone else. Though. That is that is true. You, Mikey, you, Mikey. you had a very spotty attendance until about the start of this year, until we kind of had a, a come to Jesus meeting. I forget what show it was, but I was helping set up, and you're like, John Michael, come to practice, please. There was a little more than that, but yeah, that was that's the general basis of it, correct? Well, and now Xavier, you initially joined the AIW school. We're gonna get actually, that. yeah, we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna get into that on a Patreon podcast, actually, Steve. Okay, on I won't Xavier's even mention we'll to become a referee. Well, that's right. can I just say that that's yeah. what? Okay, yeah, so you originally joined to become a wrestler, but then yes. you make the decision to become a referee. Yes, and uh, I feel like you've had a lot of fun since then, though. Yes, actually, I have uh, a lot that comes with it, and uh, I'm up for the challenge, and I love the responsibility. How's Oops, sorry, Xavier is actually the first referee uh, graduate of the AIW Wrestling Academy. Yeah. Um. So he he definitely set out and blazed his own path on something different from you know just the other four in that match too. Hopefully, Potato will be the second. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I will say I want to give some kudos to Jake Clemens because he has mm-hmm. obviously been a, a tremendous help with what Xavier is trying to do. How is how is he for you as a uh, as a teacher? Jake as a mentor, he's been very great. Uh, even before then, uh, when I first met him, he uh, he was like in my corner. So I appreciate him a lot. I even appreciate Dom and uh, John Thorne for uh, just g- g- allowing me to do the op- allowing me the opportunity to be able to do what I do. And uh, so I'm very grateful to the whole AIW family. And you had worked a couple uh, UXWA matches, I think, before, but this is. Xavier Franklin's on the big show. Yes, uh, yes, indeed. What uh, you have some nerves? Uh, at first I was very nervous, but um, I'm pretty calm now. Like after after a while of doing like many different shows, I've grown comfortable. This is what I love about Xavier. Dom, you you struggle to get some of these students to come to training to learn how to wrestle, but Xavier comes to training more often than most of those to make sure he's getting in reps as a referee. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been a little spy the last couple of weeks, but <laughs> but Xavier has been one of, since he joined the academy, one of the most loyal kids in terms of coming to practice, working, and, and above and beyond all, Xavier's a referee now, so he doesn't have to do all the drills that the normal kids do when it comes to wrestling, but Xavier's always stepping above and beyond, still learning how to do wrestling-related things yeah. on top of also doing his referee work. All right, Mikey. Let's get into this match. Can I preface this with something? That you almost ended up not in this match? Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, you you had a, I so, guess, injury. I don't know. Uh, you had a scary moment at, I at training a, that week. I had, a, I had a match on Tuesday, the week of the debut match, and where, um, you know, things happened in the ring, and I uh, had an AC joint in, uh, injury. Um, it, it was probably just like a, like a sprain could have been like a like just a yeah just a sprain just minor injury but you know put some kt tape on there and you you go out there and do what you do but you're a guy that's doing properly a lot so does that hinder you how much does it hinder you um you know this is finally your big moment to shine i definitely had to tweak a lot of the stuff that i do to not land on my shoulder yeah like i had to cut a lot. Not a lot. I had to cut a few things. Sorry, fireworks. Yeah. But I had to cut a lot of things that, you know, like I had an arm drag spot that I used to do that I can't do anymore because it involves my left shoulder. Sure. 
can't have, you know, can't have people touch my shoulder, stuff like that, at least that week. Ow, Duke, that hurt. But Welcome yeah, I had, base, I had to tweak a couple things. The majority of the stuff I do, like, is just, like, leg stuff. So jumping how, off the top rope isn't that difficult. What can you say about your opponents to kind of give people a description of them? They haven't seen this yet. Fat, fat AF Chuck. It, that's the He's best fat. description I can give. You love him. I love him, dude. I love the belly. <laughs> He's so sweaty and smelly all the time. Chuck Taylor's fat, or... Uh, Chuck Taylor. Chuck, Chuck Taylor. Taylor. Chuck Stone. Oh, Chuck Stone, sorry. <laughs> Chuck Taylor was in doesn't do Chuck the deal. Stone. Know the product. Chuck Stone, Fat AF. Uh, that's kind of his deal. We got old Malibu Eric Taylor. Yeah. Uh, he's got people invested in him already. From so the hills. We'll see. He's from the hills. Tight, uh, tight, tight as balls. Is that what legit, legit is? Balls. Legit as balls. I don't know where that that's, came from, I, but good on that, him. But you That know. didn't come from any of us. Legit that's all him. Um, he comes out to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, so that's on him as well. Um. We got the old Mighty Millennial over here riding a scooter out to the ring, taking selfies and, and doing all kinds of shit like that. It's all for the clout, Dom. I, I know it is. You do it and for then, the line. Uh, of course, there's uh, Arthur Carter, the, the generational superstar. Yeah. Um, Bygone we found We found him in the circus, and, you know, he's swinging hammers all around these days. Weird Body found him in the circus. Wrinkling Brothers went out of business, brother. Yeah. yeah. Weird, body, Weird Body and him are actually not friends uh, because he promotes the circus, so... What is, so, tells me Word Body would be all about animal safety. He is. Yeah, he is. All about animal safety. Uh, so, Mikey, at the end of this match, you guys get a great response, though, from the AIW crowd. What's that like for you? Because you guys are you guys are helping. People have seen your faces. You're helping with Ring Crew. You're helping do all sorts of different stuff around the AIW shows, just like every student that's come before you guys. And this is your chance to... See what you can do. You know, you decided to open your mouth when you were cleaning up the ring at uh, a Gauntlet or something one time. I had to tell you not to ever do that again. EMA. But uh, now this is your time to shine, and you guys get a great response. What's that feel like? Uh, what's that word? Cathartic. Okay. That that. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it felt like a storybook ending, but the you know, there's still a lot of chapters to come. Like, sure. A lot of lot more books in this series. Gonna take over the universe, brother. Take over the universe. <laughs> That's what Xavier says. So that was your guys' debut. Uh, congratulations on that. Of course, we see you guys uh, shows since then. And then we hit our main event. Okay, show's over. <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Daniel C. Rockingham. Show's over. Joey Ryan. No, they were all there. They want to see they the spectacle. They were all there. Was, they were. Come on. Dr. Dan? Me and Dom have a love-hate relationship. Have you never listened Dom's to the Intervention episode? Dom's in a bad mood. sitting in the sun all day. I cook food for all you guys. Great. Dom. Where are that peach pole? Dom loves just yelling in the background of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> so, Dr. Dan, how this how this go for you, Dr. Dan? It uh, it was probably exactly what everyone expected. Hopefully a little more. It was, uh, like, you know, peek behind the curtain. Joey was pretty awesome to deal with. There was no... Every idea I had, he loved or tweaked it to where it would make more sense. He was a, he was awesome. I was very happy with it, with everything that went on. Well, inside. Yeah? Dr. Dan, I hear that, gets a little emotional when he discovers he's in the main event. The, really? The night before was my cousin's bachelor party who comes to AIW shows very frequently. Oh, I'd rather be in the main event than breathe. Exactly. 
But I, I never. Dude, act like you've been there, man. Come on. I, I hadn't. That was my first one. You hadn't been there. Must like the levels there. Sorry, but hey, I. Uh, Much like your hair. <laughs> your hair's looking pretty flat right now. No, oh, no, to get sank away from me. You're getting a little toasty out in the sun today, Doctor. I'm Dan. a ginger. What do you expect? Yeah, you are. You but, soulless prick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my cousin's uh, bachelor party was night before, and he comes to a lot of AIW shows with his friends, and. It was, uh, I did not expect to be, and I got kind of tipped off that it was uh, going to be the main event of the night, and I uh, it got real emotional, just because it was, it just meant a lot that I finally, like, got to achieve something I never thought I would be able to in wrestling would be the main event as my character and, you know, everything that, you know, oh, you're a gimmick and this and that and the other thing, but it, it was pretty cool to... You realize it's because you wrestled Joey, right? Joey was yeah, the main oh, event. Oh, I'm more than aware. Okay, all right. But it was checking. cool that... I got it takes least. two to tango, right, Dan? Exactly. So okay. let me give you a scenario. You're in a bar. Yep. Dave Potato's had a few drinks. <laughs> he gets in your face. Not when he was designated driver. No, not when okay. he's designated. Right. He's no, no, no. So he's had more than one an hour. He argues with you about main event status. Yeah. You're there. You're you're <laughs> in the same category. Does his main event status with early Johnny Gargano before? <laughs> Many people even knew who he was. Carry more weight than your main event status. Absolutely not. For Joey one reason. Ryan. Can I interrupt you for one second? Okay, go ahead, Duke. Did this argument actually take place? No, one hundred percent. Not with Doctor Dan. Wait, not Dave with the, me. Dave the Potato actually. You dropped. didn't see this video? Oh, that was at the party at yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. events. That he's a main eventer over AJ Gray. But that was AJ Gray, right? Yeah, he was yeah. yelling at AJ Gray. He yeah. So now him. I just want to know. And this event. is a sober potato or a drunk? No, potato? he was. Not, he says he was. Sober. He was says he was sober. <laughs> That's why I'm asking. That's why I I'm don't asking. know who those drinks. He were had for, two then. drinks in his hand while he was yelling. Yeah. Okay, so this was not directed at you. Okay, no, sorry. No, 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 no he's no. saying a hypothetical. This is yeah, hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. No, which main, event which main event carries more weight? Or does Dave, um, is he bigger than David the Potato? Mine now? didn't need 10 other people to be the main event. David the Potato did. There was a lot oh, of run-ins. It's an overbooked. Oh, wow. it's, a pretty, it's a beautiful disaster, but it's an overbooked Facade jumps one. off the basketball hoop. There's like 19 run-ins. Mine didn't need any run-ins. No outside manager. It was just... Well, it was going to have an outside manager, but... But yeah, anyway... I don't, yeah, yeah, we won't talk about that. <laughs> someone, can't, someone can't control their white claws. <laughs> the dart tournament, brother. It was important. So, yeah, you're happy with uh, the result. I, I could not have been happier. I really... Before... Candice went off into the sunset where she is now. I really like one of my bucket list things was to wrestle the world's cutest tag team, and it was really cool to you and Carson, at, whoever it oh. wouldn't have mattered to me. It goes it's a lot just, of KT tape. That was the first, <laughs> that was the first independent wrestling match I ever watched was them against the Young Bucks and PWG. So, like, that just being able to wrestle Candice and also Joey now was. Like a big deal to Were me. Were you on was, Team Candice or Team Gargano? I was on Team Gargano. So you've wrestled them both. Yes. Okay. Well, you put it together somehow. Yeah. You got. You got to. Yeah. You got to. Yeah. Story where you put. So it I've. How is his penis, by the way? Uh, it is uh very strong. Okay. Things you, you thought you'd never on. hear the Duke yeah. say for four hundred, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> it was. Um, it was awesome. I was very happy. Thank you, Thorne. Things you thought you'd never hear Doctor Dan say. Making <laughs> dreams come true, brother. <laughs> That's what dog. you do, man. You're a dream maker. Paying yeah. everybody in dreams. Also, my favorite part of this, my mom refused to come to the show because uh, when Joey initially did the dick spot in Japan, my cousin put it on my Facebook wall, and my mom freaked out and made myself untag myself from that because, Dan, that is inappropriate. And I went, Mom, don't come to the show. He goes, why? He goes, I'm wrestling the penis guy. And she 
said, I gladly will not come to that one. I'm like, all right, thanks, Mom. Did she come to any other ones? Yes. She's come to a lot, actually. Does she? Well, yeah. Okay. Thanks. Well, what's her take on it? How does she? So I give Dan I give Dan a main event, and he talks people out of ticket sales. How about that? Yeah. Huh? This is what you don't. How, talks how, people out of the building. Thank not, God. Thank God. There was a, your horrific marketing capabilities. They what, bought tickets. Uh, they what, didn't there come. was a student debut on this show. Well, what like what what is what's your mom's what's your mom's take on your character and all that stuff? They enjoy the wrestling. My mom's just like me getting dropped on my head. I said, Mom, it's for fun. It's fine. But the, do they enjoy the Dr. Dan character? Yes, very much. Because they've spent time with you, so they know it's a fucking work. So, just- <laughs> First of all, I, leg- I, I legitimately believe every single word I breathe. Because they're your dad's quotes. Hey. Your dad is your- a motivational speaker? No, stop it. You really believe you got an education from Yale? I went to Yale. T-Tech, okay? Exactly. Yale A&M. Right down the street here. You said that on commentary like four times. And also, yeah, Pollocks can for sure go to Yale. I don't think so. <laughs> Jesus. Name I one. don't think so. This is off the rails. We gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> yeah, let's bring it back. So together. anyway, we have, a, uh, we have an after party there at the Gold Horn, which is a nice little thing. Uh, it's yeah, nice it's that subdued. you had the bar right there. It was a little rough because it was, for me, it was so far away. I didn't want to hang out too long. But. No. Well, also, a uh-huh. thing of note is that uh, this is one of those rare shows that we started much earlier than what we typically do, because I think we had like a 6 o'clock start So the time. plan was, I thought that AEW was going to do West Coast time, like UFC does West Coast time. Right. So I thought that we would get done, and then we would be able to figure out a way to show it. Well, then yeah. they announced that it's, you know, they're going East Coast time, so I was like, ah, well, we're fucked anyway, so. Which is just do it Which then. is really kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, especially on a Saturday night, you know. Like mania Sunday afternoon, that's fine. Nine, but on Saturday night. Well, you could make know. an argument though, I guess, for because the fact that it is a Saturday, it's not like people have to get out of work to go to the show. You know what I mean? If you have tickets, so. Vegas man, nobody's working out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No one comes alive in Vegas till like at least five p.m. anyway. Yeah, so like that plan was out the window, but that was the plan behind the earlier start. Plus, like people scared of the address. Let's get them down there when it's light out. You know what I mean? Like. They'll see it. That wasn't it for me. I, like I said, I just I had a few beers there, and I was just like, you know what? I probably should get out of here. Yeah, we had a nice I mean, I, time though. Close, yeah, you know, I didn't. I didn't want like to one o'clock. I don't think we were there. And I don't, I don't think they had any beers left. To do with being old, it's trying to be safe. They ran out of a lot of uh, beers. Yeah, we drank. The AW crowd drank them out of a lot of their products. So. Out of cans, at least. Safe to so say does that mean there's uh, a there's a uh, a return date? That's what I was gonna say. Well, there isn't one yet, but they would like for us to return. So we gotta lock it down and. Uh, it's like James Bond, we will return. You yeah. just don't know when. If you listened, uh, let us know what you thought, and if you want us to go back to the Gold Horde Brewery, if you had a great time, certainly sound off on Twitter, AI Wrestling, and uh, or our Facebook, Absolute Intense Wrestling. We promise, Doctor Dan won't be in the main event this time. Don't, don't promise. Oh maybe, no, maybe I've already. Duke. I just said it. I already promised. Maybe the Duke. Who are you, Duke? Have you main event in? Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Russell Rager, we both yeah. main event. At least but, once. At least yeah, that's true. At least once at every place I've ever worked at. Yeah, I mean, you know. Oh yeah, and uh, and he's worldwide got, main event. And he's got like a. He's also got like a top five absolution match. He so. does that. That, yeah. that is, as yeah. the kids say, undercard. a banger. Undercard. A very much undercard. Underrated undercard. <laughs> Take it from oh. someone who's wrestled. The dude comes live at Absolution. Take it from someone who's wrestled him. He steps his game up when he knows he's, he's on the big show. Well, well let's wrap go. it up on that. Yep, we'll end it on that. For uh, Dr. Dan, Xavier Franklin, Mikey Montgomery, The Duke, Dom Greeny, and Philly Collins, and AIW owner John Thorne, my name's Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next week right here on The Card is Going to Change. <laughs>